Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Licker, and in this week's show, the boys spend their time leveling up to level 6, and they have a lot of trouble rolling dice. What else is new? Also this week, I don't have a GM PC tip. Instead, I'm going to explain to you what it was like creating a monster for Paizo. That's right, in the new Diaspora Strain, which is Signal of Screams Part 1, which was just released as the brand new Adventure Path, I created the Crate Fiend, a really fun, cool monster. And I'm going to go through what it was like and what I had to do to create and have a monster published by Paizo. I'll go through the whole process with you. So for those of you looking forward to the boys going to EOX and us playing with the author of the module, Amanda Hammond-Kuntz, unfortunately, I messed up. I forgot that that's going to happen next week. I know you guys like to hear when we level up and like how we make our decisions and you know everything that goes through this. So I kept this in and that's this week's episode. There's a couple of other things going on in this episode that I definitely wanted kept in, including some new magic items to get and things like that. So yeah. So anyhow, sorry about that. It will be next week's episode. I 100% promise, promise, promise. One other note about this week's episode, there was a large part of the episode in where we're talking about weapon fusions and weapon seals, and we were getting it so wrong that I actually cut a large part of it, just because it probably would have been painful for you guys listening to us doing it wrong for 10 minutes, and it wasn't funny or anything, it was just us arguing pretty much like why and how it's supposed to be done and all of us were wrong, well except Bob, Bob actually got it all right, so anyhow... Very long story short, weapon fusions and weapon seals, as we find out, they cost what the weapon costs, so the level of the weapon. And we weren't sure about that, because we were thinking that level 1 fusion seals or level 1 seals actually only cost like 130 credits on like a level 7 weapon. But we were totally wrong. And anyhow, it turns out that uh, Chris wanted to put on like uh, 25 uh, fusion seals on his weapons. And we're like, uh, later we find out that was going to be like 10,000 credits. And he does not do that. So anyhow, I cut a lot of that out. But yes, uh, we had a very long discussion on the Discord channel about how exactly this works. If you have any questions or want to know the exact rules, because boy, it is really complex because they all have the same exact name and they work completely differently and no one explains it really well long story short is whatever the level of your weapon is that's kind of the base cost more or less so if you have a high level weapon and you want to put on these fusions it's going to cost a lot and that's it so yeah in the end they end up putting like very few on because they just didn't have enough money and also finally i swear to god at this point i'm thinking you guys must think 
that I fix the dice for some way that Hiroji can never, ever, ever roll well, and he just either has the worst luck in the world or he just can't roll? And the answer is, he just can't roll. I just don't understand it. I mean, the guy, he really can't seem to ever roll above a five. It really doesn't make any sense. It is pretty mind-boggling how often he rolls poorly. And we all use the exact same program. And the thing is, he doesn't always roll poorly. He only seems to roll poorly when it matters, to the point that even I'm wondering if there's something weird going on. But we all use the exact same program, and nothing changes. In fact, it only seems to happen when it needs to happen. Like, when it matters, his rolls are terrible. Otherwise, his rolls are just fine and average like everyone else's. But at this point, especially in this episode, it becomes ridiculous. Even I'm starting to wonder, what the heck is going on? Which dice gods did Chris upset to cause his dice to be so bad? It's really mind-boggling. Anyhow, have fun, enjoy the episode, and stick around and I'll tell you all about my Crate Fiend. Alright, so last we left off, you guys blasted off the asteroid, you were attacked by these two wimpy little crappy motorcycle bone ships that you easily defeated, I think you took one hit, you took the guys out, and you interrogated the bone troopers, but they didn't really know anything, Rusty was sure that they were hiding it, but after searching the ship and interrogating them, they literally knew nothing. These guys are low-level nothings that were trusted with absolutely, well, nothing. And Hiroji constantly wanted to throw them out of the airlock, but for whatever reason, everyone else was saving them. And now you are back at Absalon Station, where you have been tasked to go to Eox and your level six. And you have a ton of credits. So there's a lot of things that are going to happen this week. And unfortunately, some of it is bookkeeping. But I know our listeners love to listen to bookkeeping for whatever reason. So with that in mind, (laughs) let's go back in time and maybe do the things that you still do at level five, which is you had some magic items that you never ID'd and you had some equipment you wanted to fix. Oh, that's right. We had some a fusion to look at. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. Yes, you had a glove that you guys have been fighting over and trying to figure out what it does. And I think I said it took five days to get back. So let's start with that. So the mysticism check mm-hmm. to figure out what the glove is. Whoever wants to do that. Make sure you use your level five characters, not your level I six. I thought I put a point in the mysticism. Hold on. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. No, no, it's your level. Oh, okay. But it's your level no, to five assist. Character. You know how a lot of I've been throwing. I'm a skill monkey, but I'm not an expert. In right. I presume Hiroji was actually trying to roll. Yes. And he rolls yeah. a 15 and fails, fails, fails. Okay. Thank you. Chris Beamer is playing the Lashunta operative, Hiroji. Didn't we determine that Mo is surprisingly good at mysticism? Jason McDonald is playing the Soki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone, Cheddar. I have plus one for mysticism. That's okay, it's not that surprising. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <It's> surprisingly <laughs> awful. No, I just roll really well, so I'm going to assist 
Uh, my next yes. roll okay, the next well, day. Right. I, I will assist your next roll. I do, in fact, have one rank in mysticism, so I can assist you. Okay, I need to roll a 10. Well, you can also do the fusion seal while we're at it. We'll still right, let's do the fusion seal. Do you want to assist for that? What's that? That's magic also, right? It's mysticism. Yep. Both of these are magic. Here's my assist for that. Rolling to assist. Rolls a seven. Fail. I succeeded. Rusty succeeded. All right. So I get a plus two to this roll. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a two. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let, let me oh, tell you about this. Oh, let me there tell you is, about this. Uh, yeah. Is there a limit on how many people can assist? No. There is not. Nailed it. Not for you just have, to have at least one rank in the skill. Some things there's a limit, but this one I'm not making a limit. So... All right, since I was not paying attention when Hiroji was rolling, I can't assist him, so I'll try to make independent rolls on both. Just see if I hit Go something. for it. Woohoo. Makes sense. Ah, there we go. Nice. 20. Natural 19. <laughs> and the other one Three. definitely did not. Whoa. All right. Here's the here's the here's the worst part, Tuttle. Are you ready? You rolled the you rolled a 19 for a 20. You missed it by one. You, you're so close. You're like, I, I I almost know what this glove does. It's on the tip of my tongue. I, I'm, I'm positive I know what it does, but... Uh, oh, normally, you don't put a glove on your tongue. You put it on your hand. But, but True. I'm... True. Uh, so, actually, here's a question. Can the assisting people assist more than one person? I can't do it now. He already I don't think so. No. I don't think you can, but I can't no. remember the rule on that. You know, I don't know. I I mean, if it's done, it's a separate check. I think yes, because it's a I think one time a day really? thing, and it's throughout the day. It's only one. Well, time. is it one or time even a day? It's just once a day. That, that's I actually don't know, but I don't know yeah, either. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. The one a day roll, regardless whether you're assisting or not, does sound familiar, though. Okay, uh, aid another under the skill section. The GM might rule that you can help someone succeed at a skill check by performing the same action and attempting a skill check as part of a cooperative effort. To do so, you must attempt your skill check for the creature you want to help, and if you succeeded at EC10, that creature gets 2 plus 2, as long as... Here we go. You can't... Hold on. Wait, no. As long as he attempts the check before the end of his next turn. At the GM's discretion, only a limited number of creatures might be able to aid a number. You cannot take 10 or take 20 or on an aid another check, but you can use aid another to help a creature who is taking 10 or 20 on a check. It does not say number of times a day. Interesting. 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 Um, I will say... Wow. Huh. Actually, that rule would probably be under knowledge checks, right? No. Well, aid another is what it is. Right, but it doesn't say anything about the number of times. So, I don't think there is, unless I... It's my discretion. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, that's if the number of people who can aid one attempt. That was a different thing, which was actually Jason's question of if there was a limit. Apparently, the answer to that is at the GM's discretion. I'm going to say you can only do it once, because mysticism is once per 24-hour period. So even if you're doing aid another, then I would say that's falling under the once per 24-hour period. Um, some because some things are not once per twenty four hour, in which case I would say sure, you can do it more than once. But the mysticism actually has the once per twenty four hour. So I'd say whether you do it to check yourself or you're eating, you still adhere to the once per twenty four hours. You can only make the one check. Yeah, yeah in my okay. mind, that's, that's how it would work. That's kind of what I thought as well. John, John called that one. No, but sometimes I think you Wait can a minute. do. John called a rule correctly before anyone John. else. John. Yeah, yeah. It never happens. 
Well, to celebrate it, you guys can now aid another again, or however you want to do it. So there's another day. Day two. Let's do day two. Day two. Okay. Who has the highest mysticism? That's I have answer. plus five. Okay. So I am aiding you. I am also aiding you. Let's do that roll. You get two plus aids. two from both of us. That's plus four. Should I go? Should we go all in on this and I'll aid? Yes. Yeah. What the heck? The way I roll. Yes. That's, sorry, that's the way it works. So you have a plus right, so eleven plus, on this roll. So plus eleven. Plus 11. So I need to roll a ten. Well, you have a plus. Well, you have a plus six to whatever you roll. Oh, right. And right, he right. has a five. Base, right. Right. So. Yes. I, all I need to do is hit a ten. Easy peasy. Lemon well, squeezy. Wow. Okay. Oh god. You'd see. And a failure. You said that out loud. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? What's the value in that? A three? You had to thumb your eight. nose at the dice gods, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. What was the point of that? Wow. Why, they just they they laughing at you. You know this program will punish you by doing that. Well, okay, you it's get a long one. trip. <laughs> you get the fusion seal. Do do yeah, do the fusion seal. Next assist one I am rolling now to assist. Mo is assisting as well. You get well, I nineteen. Another plus six. All right. Now, now I'm so, com- I'm Chris, so confident. I don't think, I don't think you're going to make it, Chris. I, Let's I'm just so confident about this roll. God himself could not make me fail this roll. <laughs> <laughs> you got a four. <laughs> you know, the funny part is your first roll was a two. Your second roll was a three. And your third roll is a four. You are slowly working your way up. <laughs> You're working your way next up. Day, yeah. Next day. Next well, day. Okay. Day three. Here we go. I'm going to assist Chris. The rolls are good. Yes, they are, aren't they? Maybe Hiroji should assist someone else. Oh, except Tuttle. Whoops. Okay, so plus, I get a plus, plus four. four in the glove. The glove is good, too. Uh, okay. Another failure. That's a six. Six. A six. Wow. A but six. I just need to get a five. And where do you uh, need a five? Your increases are, are speeding You know, up if we were playing Kino, you'd be doing great right about now. What's My luck has been so bad lately. Tuttle. Oof. Oof. Wow. Wow. We're taking your bad rolls. That's that. <laughs> Two and a four. No assist from Tuttle or me. Five. Oh, Mo. Oh, oh. Two, a wow. four, and a two. There is no is this assist. Is for the, this, is, this, this is for the fusion, right? Yeah, you're on your own, baby. Do, do it. Oh, my God. Oh, natural 20. <laughs> 25. So you 25. Thought, basically, you thought we were helping, and actually our thumbs were on the scale, and we were polluting yeah. things. Like and you guys just stand over the next room. In the way I, the entire actually, time. I think it's the other thing. This is Hiroji being stubborn. Every time we were helping, he was going, I, I, I don't want your help. I don't want your help. I'm not listening to you. No, I'm not going to hear what you're going to say. I'm just going to blow yep. this now. When, when we couldn't assist, he said, I'm doing it on my own. Exactly. The hardest one, and you got it. This is a fusion seal level six of bleeding. The bleeding basically gains the bleeding critical hit effect for whatever weapon you put on it. And it does 1d6 bleeding um, when you crit. However, if the weapon already has the critical hit effect of bleeding, when you score a critical hit, you can either apply... Or sorry, if it already has a nor- uh, sorry, if it already has a critical hit effect, you can you can either apply the weapon's normal critical hit effect or the bleeding effect. 
And only weapons that deal piercing or slashing can have this fusion. Oh! So it's, it's, it's actually not bad. It's not bad for Mo. For Mo, it's not bad. I don't know anyone else who would need that except Mo. Yeah, oh, I mean, bleeding one shame. to six isn't bad. So it's just it's just a dot, basically. That's I gotta mm -hmm. check out my weapon to see if I even have a weapon that's... Uh... I'm still using a level one. <laughs> no, you're not. Your pike? Yeah, my pike. I haven't upgraded it since I started the character. <laughs> Oopsie. Then I guess you can't. Uh, well. What do you mean? Uh, Oopsie. Oh, no. You it. can do it. Wait. Yeah, I no. Have a level six. No, he has to have a level six weapon. No. Yes. Or higher. No. Yes. I was just I'm, I'm just saying rules. no. I'm just saying no to what you say. I I'm on page 193 right now, looking at seals. Literally, that's literally what I'm doing. I'm trying because I'm buying some, and I want to know how they work and the price. Well, I'm going to look at pikes. You guys just, figure that out. Let's go to the next one. Each weapon fusion has an item level, and a fusion can't be placed on a weapon that has a lower level than the fusion's item level. Once it's attached yes, to a weapon, weapon fusion uses a weapon's item level for any of the weapon fusion level-based effects. So the weapon fusion is level six. Your level, your weapon's level one. Yeah. Quad erot demonstrata. <laughs> I, I will find a better weapon. <laughs> you find a better weapon. There is oh, a pike. There's dude. a level six pike. Yeah, I'll just get another pike. Want. I mean, boom. There. Yeah, they're not going to be cheap like, though. They're going to be like five thousand. Yeah, yeah, but do you remember those days when John was weapon. getting? We all remember those days when John got rules lawyering right. Uh, I miss those times. I know those were those were fun. Ten what are you talking ago. about? Our old halcyon days of fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> uh, that's all right. All right. So so that's a good thing. I don't want that, it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's good for John. I mean, it's good for yeah. Mo. It's very good. Um, and if you want to sell it, it can sell for one hundred twenty-five. Is it level five or level six? Level six. They actually made it a little higher than the. Um, because you can make it higher than the level for what it is. Anyhow, glove. Day four of trying to figure out what the glove does. I'm reaching the point where I hate the glove. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. You guys figure it out. I'll go, I'll go in. Where's my assisters? That's one. Tuttle gets an 11. No oh, fails. All right. Rusty yep. fails. Right, I'm not feeling so good about this roll. Let's try Nope, there's a four. Nope. <laughs> Day five. Wow. You're almost at the station. Like a, you're about to pull in. And six rolls below a five. I mean, what are the odds? Here comes most assist. Two bonuses. Three. Right. Here is the real roll. Nope. Well, I don't know. Uh, What's hold on. 13 uh, plus, plus six is 19. Plus six. 19. Is not enough. Oh, my God. God, you guys. That's a okay. All the rolls you have rolled one twenty and nine rolls under under ten. Yep. I, mean, I really. I, I think I really need to turn off that uh, three four dice rolling four. mod I have on for Hiroji. Yeah, yeah, three think, four uh, four six two four. Two, right, two, I guess we should be glad six, that wasn't eight, a combat. Uh, four. Yeah, exactly. I would be crying like a little baby if it was combat right now. All right, are we ready for another roll? Uh no, that's day five. You're uh now we're gonna now you can actually use your level six characters. But before we do that, let's uh, switch over to the broken weapons. Now we'll do some more. These are more rolls, except now the way this works is and this is new for everyone. Is is that you have two things you want to repair? I believe you have the thunderstruck 
Thunderstrike Sonic Pistol, which is broken. And you also have the Yusoki Refractor Suit, which is also broken. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. if anyone else wanted to repair anything, but those were the two I was interested in. Uh, what's Take the it. skill that you're going to use to repair them? I think it's engineering. It's okay. engineering. Right. It takes one. La- it takes one hour. You can't take a ten or twenty, and you have to spend. Depends on the level, but for the Yosoki Refractor Suit, you have to spend sixty UPBs, and you lose it no matter what. And then for the Sonic Pistol, you spend forty UPBs, and then your roll is how many hit points you repair. Um, the good news is these things are only down about like 15-ish approximately hit points. So you should be okay. You should be able to repair them in one go. All right. So. Well, then I will start with the pistol. Do you, right. want me, do you want me to assist? If anyone wants to assist there, I'll take the help. But... I cannot assist in engineering. I do not. There's the 18, that. and I rolled a 7. Yeah, you're so. on your own. Mine's not. <laughs> All right. ho So you roll a 28. So 28... Oh, right. Tuttle's rolling. That's right. Plus 16, not plus 5. <laughs> oh, yes, great. now I remember why. This I get a plus good. 11 legend engineer, at least. That's almost as good as Tuttle. I mean, almost. not, but it is almost. So you repair 28 hit points on the Sonic Screwdriver. I mean, the Sonic Pistol. You know we're going to call it the Sonic Screwdriver. I'm fine with that. Wait, we are. That's fine. You, you know, I mean, that's just the rule. You know that, right? Um, yeah, completely repaired. And... Good to go. Good job. Nice. How much uh, UPB did that cost me? Uh, it was only 40. Or 40, 40 okay. for that one. Right. And then day, and then I will try the uh, the Yusoki Refractor so Suit as well. Yes, that was a little harder to repair. So it's higher level. You'll need 60. Oh, man. 35 with Hiroji helping. Again, easily repaired. And yeah, you guys are good at repairing. Not so good with the mysticism, but very good with the engineering. Yep. Those are those are done. You totally, totally, Woo-hoo! totally. Fine. I have equipment upgrades. Nice. I'm having a little bit of the the mo reflexive annoyance at the fact that I just got new armor and now I'm getting new armor again. But whatever. Yeah. Upgrades and upgrade. You know what? I'm I'm looking at the next pike. It's a level nine pike that has bleed. You can't you can't get a level nine pike. Yeah, I can. Yeah, no, you can't. No, you can't. You it's only two level levels eight. higher. You have to be oh. level, yeah, it's seven uh, level. Well, then I cannot use it on a, any weapon. You can get any weapon that's uh, through level eight. I can only get there's some staff, I suppose. That's well, do you have the new book? Uh, no. Uh, there's lots of stuff in that book. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a whole there's book a of lot. weapons. Called yeah, the yeah. I can find you something. Yeah, nice but for me to do that, then I gotta get the freaking thing for Hero Lab, and it's it's just a pain. The PDF is only ten ten bucks. It's nice and cheap. It's it's quite worth it. So that 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 upgrade that is just uh, it add it adds bleed. That's basically one d eight. Yeah, but there's a ton of good fusions. Yeah, bleed on a crit. On a crit, it's all right. It's all right. It's nothing. Well, it's I mean, not, it's nothing right home about. Yeah, that's basically the stuff here comes with that. Like, well, there's there's no crits. They got these. Do you yeah. use advanced melee weapon two or two handed? What do you use? It's a it's a two handed weapon. You use two handed. Use two handed weapons mostly. Yeah, it's well. That's basically there's this pack ta- uh, tactical pike, 
and this uh, weapon that's meant for Vesks that you cannot use it to do uh, full attacks. So I won't use it. It's a stupid weapon. Full attacks are just the only way to go. Uh, so I mean, they is... have something called a Nova Lance Yellow Star that does 3d4 damage. It has wound effect. It is power has reach. It's powered. I don't know what that means. It has wound. That sounds good. How much is that? 6,870 credits. Oh, what level is that? That's level 7. Ah, oh, that's a good thing. What's that called? You, you can use that. It's called Nova Lance Yellow Star. I mean, there's a bunch here. There's there's a, uh, a a core hammer advanced. It does 3d6. Wow. It's 9150. 3d6 energy and fire damage. Core I like hammer. reach. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying reach. Yeah, reach is great. It's fun. It's a fun mechanic. So It's like just... a plasma lance. <laughs> nice. That's what it is. Nova Lance Yellow Star. All right. So we'll do that in a sec. So, all right. You get to uh, Absalon Station. You meet with Chessex. As I said, he's going to help fix your ship, but you guys need to tell him what you want it to be for tier six. And then you guys are on the clock to get to Eox. But before we do that, let's go through a few things, shall we? First of all, first of all, the most important, after you arrive on the station, you get a message from K Corp. And they would like you to meet with their contact, Zeet. K Corp are the guys who gave you the Stitch Spider Mark One. Oh, we want to meet those guys. All right. <laughs> they fed a, a hungry dog, so yeah, we we're going with that. No, no, they're not the ones who gave you all those donuts and pastry. That was a different corporation. Oh, no, I'm talking about that that fixer upper thing. That was the Astral Extractions. Yeah, Astral Extractions. No, they were they were a different group. Sorry, K Corp may have a nice pastry, you know, cart. We'll find we'll out. We'll find out. K Corp. If you do a little bit of research, they um, they are on the fringe of the law. They do what we call highly experimental uh, technology, things that haven't fully been approved by the pack worlds. They often uh, use these as, I don't know, we'll say that you guys are, quote, test subjects before the actual release item comes out. So that's why the Stitch Spider, although was useful, did have a couple side effects, obviously, and uh, trying to work out those kinks. So who knows what K-Corp is going to give you now. So with that, do you want to meet Mr. Zeet? Yeah, I of course. Do. Yes, sure. So you meet Mr. Zeet. You have an arranged time to meet. And it's sort of in a dingy area. And it's kind of like a shady bodega. You thought you guys were going to be meeting in some, like, corporate office. But this looks like a rental office that you can rent by, like, the hour. That uh, that sort of has no trace or no uh, <laughs> no, no records. No paper of... trail? Yeah, that, that's the word I'm looking for. Paper trail, exactly. It looks like uh, this might not be on the up and up. Uh, I've worked out of many offices that look very similar to this. Oh, I feel right at home at this. This is good. So Mr. Zeet is actually a goblin. And he he greets you. And he's like, ah, ah, excellent. Uh, I see, I see. You guys are still alive. (laughs) And he sort of is like, he's like, may I? May I? And he just sort of like scanning you and looking at you to make sure there's like no 
side effects. It's like, so, so, the uh, the spider, ha, ha, how did it work out? Did anyone die? Uh, oh, I mean, uh, you know, anything like uh, color changes, growing a, a third limb, um, weird hair, uh, scales, anything like that? No, we got we 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 love the spider. Did a great job healing us. Wonderful. Oh, so 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 no long lasting no, side effects. No, none of you were aware of. Okay, none none of you have bat wings or gills or webbed toes or anything, do you? Uh, um, we might want to take a closer look at Rusty, but I had some suckers installed on my feet, but I did that myself. Oh, oh, excellent, excellent. Oh, excellent, excellent. It's like, well, if uh, if you're if you're gung ho, um, we have a new model of the Stitch Spider that we've been aching to test on some uh, some uh, <clears throat> uh, subjects. Um, if you don't mind, <laughs> we have the Stitch Spider Mark II. Ooh, is that yeah. twice as good as the Mark One? Yeah, definitely. Yes, twice as good with twice the side effects. But but you guys look robust. You look strong. Looks like it probably won't kill you, at least not permanently. Um, yes, yes. If you give me back the the Mark One, as we were uh, using that and uh, gathering information as you were as you were uh, adventuring throughout the void. Uh, yes, yes. The Mark Two can heal you four D eight plus four hit points. Again, it takes a minute, and it's a little bit more painful than the Mark One, and the the Venom is much stronger and requires a much stronger uh, fort save, and the side effects are just a little bit, little bit more uncomfortable this time around. But <laughs> who can argue with uh, all the healing, right? Uh, the person with the weakest fort saves can. <laughs> well, then maybe you should leave it for the grown-ups like Mister Vasco over there. Oh, I like this guy. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take two. No, sorry, we only we only have oh. one. Oh, <laughs> we only have okay. One. These are extremely oh. experimental, and uh, we have to Prototype. limited supply. Yes, prototypes. Well, can can you actually construct it with a button? We've we we've no goblin technology has a button ability. I'm just checking. Oh no no no! It's the same as before. It crawls on you, finds the wounds, and stitches them up pronto. In fact, the only real difference between the Mark One and the Mark Two is the uh, venom that we use. A few other small things, the technology, small upgrades, if you will. But otherwise, this is just the venom. Might not want to call it venom. Maybe medicine. <laughs> yeah, we call it healing venom. Thing. Yeah, right now it's healing venom is the uh, the insider term. We are probably going to rename that like uh, I don't know, like the wonder drug or happy the super juice. happy pill, magic infusion. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Well, that's for the eggheads at the lab to decide. We're just here to make sure you uh, <laughs> you don't die. Egg oh, by heads. the way, just to sign away right here in case you die that you won't all hold K Corp liable for uh, you know any of your deaths. Uh, yeah, Mo signs uh, Rusty's name. <laughs> uh, I approve of that. It's I'll, I'll sign. Not your like it's my real name anyway. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'll sign. sign I'll sign Mo's name with a big, big, big X. <laughs> <laughs> Big check mark I'll make, to my, mark. I'll make your mark. <laughs> Tuttle appreciates the value of good research, so he's willing to sign. I will also sign Rusty's name. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Everything's in order. Excellent. He takes the old uh, stitch spider and sort of holds it gently, almost like a pet, and sort of puts it back into his pouch and pulls out a new one that looks 
pretty much exactly the same. The only difference is the healing venom appears to glow a much more neon green than before. It looks way more potent. And there's sort of a tinge, almost a metallic smell coming from it. So what kind of right. creature do they milk the venom from? I'm just wondering. Oh, oh, you don't want to know. It's These a combination. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it's, it's a combination. Mo takes it, puts it in his of, backpack. Yeah. A combination of worms and spiders and some other, well, let's just say a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Again, we're still trying to work out the side effects, but, um, you know, you know, adventurers like yourself, as long as it doesn't totally kill you, I'm sure you won't mind. Works for me. Oh, also, yeah. by the way, one more small note I forgot to mention. The side effects could last about 24 hours or so. Instead of before, it would just be when you rested. Uh, they're a little bit longer, a little bit more potent. But as long as you're strong, you'll fight through it. No blah, problem. blah, 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 blah. Don't care, don't care. Give me the the, 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 the spiders. Yeah. Excellent. You very clearly Excellent. do not read the terms and conditions when you read the <laughs> do you? Hey, if it's not my name on the line, doesn't apply to me. You, you will be medicine, please. You are signing away, allowing yourself to be turned into a human centipede. You realize? Uh, that's my. That's uh, uh, Rusty's name. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, like in South Park. Excellent, excellent. Anyhow, you. He's like, thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch again, as K Corp is always looking for valuable sucker, uh, uh, friend. Um, yeah, customer. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it. That's business it. acquaintances. Hi, yes, how are you? Yes, yes, excellent, yes. excellent. Well, uh, Toodaloo and uh, K Corp. Remember, if you ain't dead, <laughs> well, then probably not using it right. That's awesome. All right, All we right. got the spider. Excellent. Spider, spider. So, yes, yeah, so you give up your spider mark two. Sorry, you give up your spider mark one. You get the spider mark two, which was also written by Mr. Jason Keeley. Just for yep. you guys. I know, it's awesome. Love this spider. We need to use it more. Like, it definitely is heals a lot. Oh, but yeah. It can do yeah, definitely. 20 uses, 48 plus four. It gives you a plus two to your bonuses against diseases and poisons for one hour after you use the Stitch Spider. And the DC um, is, for the fort save, it's 14 plus half your level. So for you guys, it's going to be 17 fort save, not to get one of the side effects. And I will tell you, the side effects are much harsher this time around. Don't care. Yeah, so yeah, Moe's going to have to put up with all the yeah. side effects. If he yeah. doesn't care, I think that's it for all of yeah. us. There you are. I got now with that, next on the list, level six. So that's why I didn't want you to buy um, stuff yet, uh, because I wanted you to know that you were getting the Stitch Spider. So some of you guys have a whole bunch of cool things, like Hiroji, level six, now can use ghosts twice a day. And you can roll a one two times instead of just once a day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what else? Uh, twice the comedy. Yeah, twice the comedy. Mo becomes absolutely insane because you got the 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 strength crystal. You got a Mark II strength crystal. So your strength is twenty three. 
Not only do you have an insane amount, you have nine resolve points, which you're going to need because you'll probably start going down. But you also have a plus 15 <laughs> to your attacks, which is insane. Plus 15? Yes. Your pike, your curved blade, and your unarmed strike alone is a plus 18. You do have 18 with just your hands. That is correct. Wait. Plus 18 to hit. No, no, no. Damage. Talk- damage. Oh, damage. Okay, damage. Yeah, that. You have, plus, you have a plus 13 to hit and a plus 15 on damage, which is amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. That sounds about right. And then Tuttle. Tuttle just got some cool stuff. Tuttle just my, got some stuff's more versatile. They actually, the, the good news, uh, I don't know if you should tell Rashid, is uh, Cheddar got upgraded. Oh yeah, you could you could tell them. You could uh, tell apparently, them. Cheddar got weapons damage upgrades across the board, so everything pretty much. Short answer is things went from like one d six to two d six. So Cheddar will nice. be more effective in combat. Um, I, I got a anti Hiroshi countermeasure. Uh, I got a. <laughs> it's called Hack Directory. Basically, anytime a countermeasure goes off when hacking computers, I get like an automatic roll to catch it and. I get to do a roll to catch it and deactivate it before it screw- before it screws with us, which nice. has already come up once or twice. And I suspect computer systems are going to get even more countermeasure as we go. So it yeah. seems like a good thing to take. So doesn't help in combat, but whatever, you know. So, so one cool. other thing, I know we normally do a fair amount of this offline to save time. But one, you guys had almost 10,000 credits each. You had anywhere from eight to 10,000, which is a lot. You're level six and things upgraded quite a bit for a lot of you. You're at a next tier for weapons. Um, you know, a lot of you guys can get like tier three weapons and tier three armors, which you guys have been using. But more importantly, it looks like almost everyone wants to use the mnemonic editor. Which is very cool, as this is new to all of us. The mnemonic editor, which is only 500 credits, allows you to redo two levels worth of your character. Uh, Just any two levels you want. And then any decisions you made at those levels, you can undo. And I know all of you were fooling around with doing that. I spent a whole bunch of money on my uh, augmentations. Like 5,100. So I definitely don't have a lot of money. Well, now you have you have if you're going to use the mnemonic editor, then you well, still have 5387 left after right. using the mnemonic. So, okay. okay, you have now just 5300 credits, but it's still a lot. Um, but Mo, you're going to use the mnemonic editor, correct? You're going to change one of your feats. Uh, yes, I was going to get rid of Cleave. No, Cleave is good. It's so inferior. It is beyond inferior. So we we, we dispense with Cleave. And uh, we take Nimble Feet. Which is what Hiroji has to uh, prance around uh, rugged terrain with. For 20 feet, I can walk through rugged terrain as if it were not rugged. Which means I can sidestep. That's, that's nimble. Uh, what's that called? Nimble Nim- something. Nim- I think that's nimble feet. Nimble moves or something. Well, right. see, the reason I don't know why is because I used my mnemonic suppressor to get rid of that feat. 
Wow, really? really? <laughs> yes, really. Because um, as a operative, when they operative exploit, I took something that is very comparable to that. So I took um, something called sure-footed. And sure-footed allows me to simply move at my full speed when moving over difficult terrain and without penalty and when using acrobatics or stealth at your full speed. So I just difficult terrain doesn't affect me anymore at all. So, wow. And I move more than 20, so I wanted the full ability of that. And so then I replaced that with another ability called Shot on the Run. And as a full round, as a full action, I can move up to my speed and at any point make a ranged attack and can be combined with Trick Attack. So I can basically be in cover, run out, shoot something, and then go back into cover somewhere else. Nice. So you can hide far more efficiently. Yes. Which is what what I do because I'm a ghost. I'm ghost. So you're going to get rid of nimble moves and replace that with shot on the run. Yes. Okay. Anyone else using mnemonic? Is Tuttle using it? Hold on, I'm. Still... I'm actually not. I'm pretty much happy with who I am. Hold on, I'm. Well, checking. well, well. I don't have the self-esteem issues these other guys do. Yes. Okay. I'm going to use a mnemonic, and I'm going to replace one of my uh, envoy improvisations. Do you need advice? No, I do not. I was waiting for Steve to reply with his... Yes, yes. Okay. I'm just I'm uh, making notes on everything. That's fine. I'm getting rid of not in the face. Okay. And I'm going to add improved get em, Which, honestly, at 6th level, I was going to take get em. So basically, the, the reality is I'm replacing it for get em, and then at 6th level, I'm taking improved get em. Okay. I made a note of that. So it's cool. These mnemonic devices, you basically, they cost 500 credits. They, they weigh 10 bulk, but then you, they're like, they're like vats. You go in them for 24 hours and it like erases part of your memory and then reprograms it to however you want. I think of Johnny mnemonic and I think of, I think lots of dolphins are what you are seeing while you're doing this. Exactly. Zero people got that joke. Come on, Johnny Mnemonic. That's like the whole thing at the end. Nobody saw Johnny Mnemonic. Oh my god. I saw Johnny Mnemonic. I stopped actually acknowledging what I saw five minutes into the movie. (laughs) But I don't remember it. I saw that with with John. I saw it with you. I know. It was so bad. Oh my goodness. So bad. I can't believe you got a reference into the movie. Wow. <laughs> wow! I mean, all five of the Johnny Mnemonic fans who are listening loved that. Uh, that was a great. One. Yeah. Anyhow, oh god! With That's... that, <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for Keanu Reeves' love of sci-fi, we wouldn't have had the Matrix. So yeah. I give him, I give him cred because he always did yeah. crazy movies. I give him credit for the Matrix. Yes. Oh boy, here we go. Not here we the go. two sequels after that. I, I was done with my list. Yes. There were, no, there were no sequels to The Matrix. I don't know what you're talking about. I agree. There, there was that cool highway scene. It was, I think, a fan. Oh, movie. you guys are so mean. It was not great. It, it had moments. The highway scene. Yeah, it had good. moments. It had moments. Some cool stuff, cool scenes. It had moments. Not great, but... No, not great. A, not great. a movie. It was you know, they're making movie. another one. They're making a new Matrix, by the way. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 New Matrix. Oh, thank God. We that takes place in the same universe. Then. Same oh, timeline. Wow. Oh, but it's not a sequel. It doesn't continue the story. Good. It doesn't continue. It's a, but it does continue in the same universe. It's like a new, new, new story, new people, but in the same universe. Oh, good. It's going to be like Terminator Genesis. Okay, great. Yep. You got oh, it. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
Mo likes... Oh, there's fuel on that. He doesn't want fuel. He wants analog. Never mind. Anyhow, with that... Now, you guys don't have to tell me exactly what you want to buy. Let me quickly just give you what credits you have. If you want, at least want to get started. There, that's your credits. After repairing your gear, after um, spending on the mnemonic editors, all that stuff. Uh, where do you link that in the Discord? In Discord, under general, yeah. Only reason is because I know some of you, some of you want to keep your stuff secret, and that's fine. But I know some of you don't and want to discuss because, you know, you might be like a team, and this might be a group effort, and you might want to help each other. Just a crazy what? idea. I know. Oh, You've been okay. hanging out with those Amber Die guys too much. We're a bunch of lone wolves. That, Wait, true. who's trying to keep it secret anyway? Oh, no. Well, uh, Cheddar. Cheddar is really quiet. He never talks. No, no, I'm intrigued. All right, well. Uh, for me, it's. I already talked to Steve about this. It's basically I'm getting a, a way to fire uh, grenades more accurately and farther with a uh, weapon fusion. That's all. It's basically other than that, so I'm not really getting anything else. It'll cost something in having to replace all the... in actually getting good grenades. My my leading choices were... Um, one is just kind of goofy, but it's it just seems like it might come in handy at some point. It's the teleportation puck, where you have like these two, basically two hockey pucks, and you throw and you throw one of them, and then it like opens a one-time gateway to where you want to go. Cool. And nice. The problem is it's only single use, but it seems like that one single use in the right context could be really handy. So I'm getting one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now that I hear the Stitch Spider has a nastier fort save, I'm kind of I'm liking the idea of regenerative blood, which when you take your uh, resolve point rest, it gives you actual health in addition to stamina. It's only like five health, but you know every little bit helps. And then I'm thinking about getting a data jack. So that I can, among other things, I can put my cheddar controls in my in my brain. I don't have to use up a hand for that. Wow, that blood thing is actually intriguing. Yeah, you can probably only afford the Mark One though, which is like five points, and then it goes up to like ten points and so on. Oh, uh, how much? How many credits? Um, the Mark One was like three, let's say like thirty-two fifty or something. I, yeah, I can dig up an exact money. price in a minute. Yeah, but. I can't afford anything, so I will not be. Able, I'm sticking with my Pike, and I'm sticking other people's with my Pike too. Well, the um, the Data Jack is very cool because it also gives you a plus one to your computers. Not that his computers wasn't high enough. Already. I was going to say that's hardly sporting at that point. But it's hardly. It also, can, it also can break into systems that don't have a dedic- like don't have a, key, a publicly accessible keyboard or whatever as well. So there's a couple little nice little things about the data jack. Oh, well, here's sweet. the best. You, you the... have a Wi-Fi jack in your head. I'm Bluetooth enabled. Yes, <laughs> it's actually it's actually it's Bluetooth. It's he actually it is Johnny Pneumatic. That's it's coming back. It's all coming back. He actually has to put like a wire from his head into the device and he jacks in it's you you are johnny mnemonic i hate to say it all the references really make it a lot less cool it does but it is cool just the fact that he's gonna have a usb drive in his head that he can now use to like hack into systems so wait i will give you mine in a second because i have something i'm gonna make something cool only only kind of cool yeah, I didn't. I didn't bother upgrading my primary weapon beyond the fi- fixing the gun because then the next step up in weapon would have been like 
at least half my money, and I still would have only been like going up to like two D four or two D six. You also don't. I mean, uh, Mo is the only one who did the upgrade for the crystal. That gives him. Uh, he went from plus two to plus four strength. I was thinking about that too, but I decided to wait on that a little longer. Mo, you can also get another Mark One crystal if you want for another ability. If in case you want, you can only have one Mark One, one Mark Two, and one Mark. What is? Crystal. How much is a Mark One by itself? I don't. I'm not at that page. I think it's like sixteen fifty. Oh, off the top of my head, it's not that expensive at all. It just can't be strength. It has to be any other. Oh strength. yeah, pick me up one of those for. Uh... What's uh, Constitution? Yeah. Oh, what's Constitution? Yeah, actually, it's only fourteen hundred for the per for the personal upgrade. Oh, fourteen hundred. Yeah. There we are. Bing. Okay. And for weapons, Mo is not getting a weapon that he does not take from the dead grip of one of his enemies. I'm trying because, to see how much this weapon's going to cost. He's cheap. Yes. All right, ability crystal mark one. Thank you. And by the way. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Your con? Yes, please. Because you weren't strong enough. Oh my lord! Well, oh my I'll need that. I'll need fort and all that stuff. So, yeah. Now your hit points and stamina. Let's see. Yeah, it was worth it. You went from fifty-four stamina to sixty stamina, and obviously your fort went up to eight now. So, well, Hiroji. Hiroji needed a new pistol. Take it from the dead hands of a of an enemy. No, and yes. I, I, I'm going to a store and getting a, yes. a nice a nice one made, or uh, going to the gun store and get something nice. It, 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 it's think um, Desert Eagle, fifty caliber pistol in chrome. Uh, this is a semi-automatic advanced pistol, level seven. Does two d six piercing damage. And has a 60-foot range, 12-round clip. In addition to that, I'm getting three weapon fusions. So, you're getting. Are, are you fine with three, me taking this one? Three, three. Yeah. Wait, wait. Three. You're taking what? The, the 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 slashing weapon fusion. I can't use it on anything yet. I don't have the, enough money. The bleeding you're talking the about, bleeding. right? Yeah. The well, yeah, it goes on the slashing or piercing, I think. But just go ahead, and put that on Mo. All right, so wait, what's this weapon you're getting? What's this crazy weapon? My weapon? Okay, semi-automatic pistol advanced. It is uh, level 7, and it costs 5500 base price. That sounds like it's too much gun for you. <laughs> That's a lot of gun. I don't it's know if 5500 credits. Okay. All right, now what of all these fusions? I want to hear okay. all these fusions. So the first... The first... <laughs> if you break Hero Lab. Yeah, the first fusion is a uh, called, which is a level 1 fusion. We know it. We love it. A weapon with the cold fusion can be teleported to its owner's hand as a swift action, even if the weapon is in possession of another creature. The ability has a maximum range of 100 feet, and the effects that block te teleportation of a cold weapon will block it. A cold weapon with the cold fusion must be in your possession for at least 24 hours. Blah. Okay, so that's level one. Called. I'm getting it as a fusion, so that costs extra 10%. That's 132 credits. Yeah, but isn't the cost of applying it the cost of the weapon, not the fusion? No. It costs more if it's one that can be removed. 10% more. It's only a level 1 fusion. Sure. Alright, called. Yep, so called is my favorite fusion in the entire game. Chris and I have talked about this many times. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's really fantastic. Cool. Alright, then this can kind of go well with it too. 
And basically what a weapon fusion is, is it's something that you can you put onto your weapon. It actually makes the weapon magical. Like it's now becomes magic. Yeah. 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 It also takes 24 hours for it to sink, by the way. Right. Very important. If you guys do remove it and put them onto your weapons, like you could take it off and put it on a new weapon, but it takes 24 hours. What's the second fusion you're adding to your uh, Yeah. The price for weapon fusion depends on the item level of the weapon onto which it is being installed. Oh, 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 is that true? It's really? the first line of that page. Wow. Pulling. Page 62. Check out oh, yeah. the rules. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes, weapon fusion prices. Weapons, item level, price. Weapons, well, what's, item what, level. What Not item level is it? Level. What's the item oh. level of the weapon you're trying to Level put seven. Yeah, so it's oh. 1,560. Oh. To put that level one fusion on it. So the level of the fusion has no effect on the price. No, the price is the level of the item, the weapon that you're putting. That on. makes sense, actually. Yeah, because that's too. That's too. Uh... No, I, I looked at weapon fusions. That's the thing. I, I'm getting one. I'm getting a bombarding one, which is how I'm going to be shooting uh, grenades. But at the same time. Well, it looks like Karoji's in the poorhouse. <laughs> yeah. He's I mean, in it's, the it's poorhouse now. He's in the poorhouse now. Well, I, I, if I had known Hero Lab was going to give a different price structure, that would have affected what I was purchasing from him. Well, for one thing, I would have also done the multiple fusions thing instead of just the one. You know yeah. what I think also is, is possibly where the breakdown is? There is a difference between a weapon fusion and a weapon fusion seal. There's, those are two, those are two, oh, interesting. Those are two different. Okay. And uh, in addition, <laughs> oh, uh, just because, just just because why not? Um, I'm going to be buying uh, two cartridges of silver bullets. Really? What is that? Yes. Two cartridges of cold iron bullets and one cartridge or two cartridges, uh, one cartridge of adamantine alloy bullets. Actually, you know what? They're so cheap. <laughs> it's only plus six credits per cartridge. Uh, let's get uh, five, five, and two. Five silver? Yep. Five, five cold iron. Cold iron. And then two, what was it? <laughs> two adamantine <laughs> alloy. I could get Got a it. pike made out of a different metal, couldn't I? There is something else you, you should look into, by the way, which is also very cool in the armory. If you get your weapons made by different manufacturers, they do give you different bonuses. Really? Was that really? Yes. Where, where is that? I would like mine made by Colt. <laughs> uh, manufacturer somewhere. Hold on, let me see where that's not. Well, you know the old quote about uh, Colt, don't you, Chris? No. All men weren't created equal. Sam Colt made them that way. <laughs> that's right. Nice. That's right. Page 55 to 57. In which book? In Armory. Uh, page 67? Page 55 to 57 oh, in to the 57. Armory. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. There's all these different companies, and each of them specializes in different types of weapons and give you slightly different wow. um, bonuses. The weapon, I think, is 10% more if you get it from one of these. But there's things like, oh, I don't know. Here's this one that like gives you bonuses to your bluff check. But hey, you don't need that. How about to your stealth check? There's, I'm looking right now. There's bio. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them that do things. I'm gonna have to look through this because there. If I want something, I almost was gonna take the ghost killer um, fusion, just because I hate incorporeal, and this this would just make the gun just work completely work on incorporeal. Nice. nice. That would be yeah, awesome. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, you can look. There's all these there's like Snow Garden Productions, Lethal Innovations, Veritech Industries, Multifold Industries. All of them have slightly different changes yeah, to the weapons. And some of them are cheaper and some are more expensive. Some are 20% more, some are 10% more, some are 30% more. And it's not just weapons, it's gear too. Lethal Innovations make your weapons gain the living weapon property. <laughs> which make them like alive, which is weird. What does that even do? Gosh, living weapons? It makes your weapons like a biological weapon. I, 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 it seems like Starfinder is the Wild West. I mean, but like the fake Wild West where everyone's walking around completely armed with all the yeah. different... I mean, it's of... fantastic. I love yeah. it. I do like quite a bit how Starfinder... It's like you're, you don't really improve that much. Like, your gear doesn't improve. Like, in, in Pathfinder, your gear defined your character in the sense that it was your weapon and your armor, and that was kind of it. And yeah. then, yeah, you had a couple of magic items. That also did, but everyone always got the same magic item, so there really wasn't that much difference. And this, you know, armor and weapons can only get you so far, but the amount of augmentations and fusions... The and, customization. It's amazing. It's especially augmentations. You guys have even looked at those. The augmentations are fantastic. Okay. I, I love the augmentations. I got two augmentations, so... Oh, I, yeah, you have those, but I mean, like, you can replace eyes, you can replace. Hey, I've got you? augmentations. You got two. Yeah, you actually have two augmentations. You have new uh, suckers. I, I have none. No, Rusty is completely human. Absolutely 100% human. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Hiroji is completely Lushunto. Damn, they have some cool stuff. They have phasing bullets. Like in that Star Trek episode where you they, uh, had the, the sniper rifle that went through walls and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, that was kind of. So anyhow, I just wanted to discuss it. We don't need to finalize weapons and gear. Yeah, this is kind of cool. Yeah, and then there's a lot on here, and then you guys might want to think about, you know, especially if there's anything more you might want. Well, depending on that cost thing we get back from it, I actually yeah, it's a big swing. a whole variety of different weapons. Because right now, if you recall, I have a whole bunch of guns. One fire, one shock, one, you know, this, one that, and... Well, actually, if I could put a call on all of them for only 100 credits each, great. They just appear in my hand, whichever one I need for that fight. 132. Yeah. Yeah, it's 132. But, I mean, that would be actually a wonderful thing to do. It's a fantastic. (laughs) Called is swift action. It just comes right in your hand. Can I do that with my pike? Yes. You can do it with any weapon. I'm just going to do that right now with my pike. We're we're going to find out the cost. Oh, well, he only has a level one pike. Yeah. But it's it's only a level one fusion, though. Yeah. Exactly. It's a level one fusion on the level so, one pike. So there you go. <laughs> like I'm saying, it's it's mine might add up. Let me make sure that that is a level one weapon. It might be level three or something. All right. This is perfect. So you guys, I'll find out the answer for the fusions. Yay. Everything. You guys have a ship. You guys have your gear kind of. A new gun. You have a new gun. Oh, the 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 glove. Let's figure oh, yeah. out the glove once and for all. Oh, just, Fire, let's just roll. Let's just do one roll. We're going to stand right, on the corner and drum. beg for people to tell us what the glove does. That's that's what we're we're going to be on our knees begging. We'll crowdsource the go, the glove. Put an additional Fans point into mysticism, yeah. so I do have a plus six now. I have four ranks in it. Rolling so. to assist. Rolling to assist. I should do my roll first. That Rolling to assist. There's one assist, two assists. Three assists. Nice. I rolled a natural 20, so oh, you're cool. There we go. You oh. did it. You did it. There we go. 26. You rolled a 26. A glove 
of storing this simple glove is surprisingly smooth to the touch. Oh. While holding an item <laughs> no larger than two bulk in the hand wearing it. Oh my god, it's command... called. It's called. <laughs> no, no, it's better. It's better. You can command the glove of storing to shrink the held item to microscopic size yeah. and negligible bulk and merge it into the palm of your glove. Returning the item to its original scale requires a mere snap of the fingers while wearing the glove. You can store or retrieve an item in the glove of storing as a swift or move action. You can only store one item at a time, and if the glove's effective is suppressed or spelled, the store item originally ret immediately returns to the original size. You basically can take any item, two bulk or less, store it in the glove, and then snap your fingers and it pops back into your hand. It's called for everything. I would like that. It's called for everything. Why would you want that? Sadly, the one downside is upon activating it, 50% of the life of the universe is killed. Chris, why, <laughs> why would you want that? You have called on all your stuff. You don't I know, but that. I want to put, a, I wanna put a, that. No, I want to put a grenade in that. I actually like the mouse having that because all of his gizmos, maybe. Like what gizmos? Oh, that actually does sound right. Yeah, like... If he wants like, to yeah. have, I don't know, a gizmo. Um, we could store the I, stick. We could store the stitch, the stitch spider in there. A spider. There you go. Yeah, for spider, spider. Uh, but I'm thinking more like a weapon. Yeah, well, well weapons work. Well, how much but, does the, uh, dude, how much for hundred credits weigh? you can get for a weapon? How much does the stitch spider weigh? The stitch spider bulk oh, one. Bulk. We should put something heavy in that. Well, on that note, I don't actually need the glove. Well, actually, let's look at my pike. <laughs> All right, let's, we'll figure out the glove next session. Hey, everyone. Steve here. So there you go. Level six. I know you guys like to listen to them and how they level up. And I also wanted to show you guys the new Stitch Spider since I knew you guys love that Stitch Spider. So, yeah. In case you're curious, I did speak to Jason Keeley. He created that one for me. If you guys want it, I'll put it up on the Discord channel. It's really cool. It's like this nice, like, kind of a wand, but with the downside. And this Mark II version heals 4d8 plus 4, and the Venom is much more nasty than the Mark I. The Mark I, it almost was just kind of fun. But the Mark II, it's a little more detrimental. So do check that on the Discord channel if you want to use the Stitch Spider in your campaign. As for what I'm going to go through this week, is I'm going to go through the creature I created. That's right. So the brand new Signals of Scream is out. I strongly suggest you guys get it. And I created a monster called the Crate Fiend. The Crate Fiend is kind of like a mimic, sort of, not really... They're fun. I made a monster. They're kind of like these big crab vermin, and they hide in plain sight. What they do is that they actually hide inside like cargo containers or crates, and they're almost impossible to detect. And then you walk by them, and they pop out, and then they eat you. Or they grab you and then pull you under the crate and then eat you. So, yeah, I love that idea. Anyhow, let me go through the whole process of, like, how I created the monster and just give you guys the beginning to the end story. I actually created two monsters, but I'm going to talk about the Crate Fiend this time. So, first of all, Jason Keeley contacted me. He was doing this horror module, and he wanted to know if I had some monster ideas. And I was like, God, yes, especially anything horror-related. I had lots of monster ideas. So, the first thing he did 
is he said, give me some ideas, pitch me some ideas, and write some stuff out. So I wrote a whole bunch. In fact, I took out my original uh, document here. I had uh, mutilators, which were kind of like surgeons. I had this flesh puppet, which is, it was like a creature of flesh and only flesh. I had um, a thing of horrors. I had walking eyes. I had this trophy hunter, which was like covered with pieces of creatures that they killed. I had like cenobite like creatures that would do mutilations and surgery on you. I had a life force creature that would suck out your soul. I had like a thing like shapeshifter with like spider like thing in its natural state. I had a crate-like creature and that brings us home with you wherever it goes and so forth. So I had a couple of these ideas and I wrote them up in a lot of detail. And of course, the ones that I wrote up in extensive detail, I had like the mutilator, the flesh puppet, and a few of these, those were not, not accepted at all because almost all of them had a Pathfinder similar monster already which i didn't even know which is actually jason said you know that's kind of his job is that i don't know every single monster in pathfinder and some of these were near copies actually so scary one of them was almost exactly the same and i never even heard of that monster so yeah i guess just you know parallel ideas it does happen you know, like when uh, the telephone was invented. It was invented by two people and almost patented. It was tried to be patented on the same day by two different people and it was exactly the same invention. So parallel thinking, it does happen. So anyhow, yeah. He did like two of my ideas though, which of course were the ones I fleshed out the least, which was the crate fiend, which was a creature that lived inside of this like crate. And then also the uh, horrors, which ends up turning into a plague ooze, which I'll talk about later. That comes out in part three of the adventure path is the plague ooze. And that thing is nasty. So he came back to me. They accepted my two items. I had to sign some contracts and he gave me the general CR. So the crate fiend, he told me to make, I think it was somewhere between like CR seven and CR 11. So I made the crate fiend CR nine. Uh, the final one is actually CR3, which I'll explain to you how that all happened. So I made it CR9, and the nice thing about Starfinder is all the math is figured out for you. So I also get a template, the official Starfinder template that Paizo uses that has everything you need in it. It has all the instructions so that everything is done exactly the same way. And the template is pretty crazy. It was actually really nice, the template. It has everything in exactly the way you want to do it. So I went through it, and it was pretty easy. You can figure out, like, the XP, the EAC, the KAC, the fort saves. All that is standard because there is a formula in Alien Archive. All you need to do is figure out the CR. You know, again, it's kind of like building a creature at this point. You know, I know the Pathfinder ones are way, way harder because it's sort of nebulous how you build them. But the ones in Alien Archive and Starfinder are way simpler. So I was able to do that. Now, the big thing you got to remember with the creating these creatures is you want to do something memorable. Because most of these creatures are going to die within like two to three rounds. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm a GM, and I GM all the time, and what are my favorite creatures to run? So I wanted to try to make something that would be fun to run, and challenging, and incredibly memorable for the PCs. So 
you know, easier said than done. It took me a while. Trust me, I was thinking about this thing for a while. This guy, the Cray Fiend, is actually inspired by one of my favorite movies is Creepshow. And one of the stories in Creepshow is, well, the crate. And where there's this creature that lives inside this crate. And he just keeps, like, you know, they find it. It's, like, over 100 years old. It's this horrible creature. You never really see it. It's always hidden from view, which is, like, you know, leads to a lot of the horror right there. And it just pulls people into its crate. It eats them and devours them. So I was like, okay, that's a lot of it right there. It's like, you have this crate. You can imagine, like, if you're in a starship and there's just crates all over the place, then it can be anywhere. And you can't just destroy every single crate. So once you know this thing exists, you're always going to be paranoid. It's actually in some ways worse than a mimic because it can be anywhere and it's completely silent and it's nearly impossible to detect. The Create Fiend, that was the first thing I did. The second thing I did is I wanted to create some weird attacks. Um, one of the things I like that never gets used is acid. Acid, in my mind, is horrific. It's like, okay, anything that attacks with acid, it's just going to be a terrible, nasty attack. So I gave it acid attacks. Yay! So I had it have, it have all these acid attacks where it can corrode you and grab you and disintegrate you. So, get nasty. Next, I wanted it to attack and make sure people were always moving. So one thing is the acid attack, when it attacks from range, it actually attacks using an explode. That's right. It's basically a grenade. So its ranged attack is called acid blast. It hits, it will do exploding damage, which means it will actually easily be able to hit everyone. So if people are grouping up, they're you're all going to get hit. Yay. And it's easy to hit you. Yay. Because you're just, it's like a grenade. It just hits them all the time. So again, another fun, fun attack is to make it something Horrific for the players, because no one likes getting hit, and this way I can hit them as much as I can. One thing I will note is that the original monster I created was, I want people to sort of run around, because I don't like when people just stand still. I had it that it would attack you with an acid glob, and then it would create a pool of acid on the surface. And then you had to make a reflex save, and if you didn't succeed, you took a lot of damage. So what would happen is, it's almost like a boss fight in WoW. As the fight went on, there'd be more and more acid pools forming on the floor, and there would be less and less area to fight. Now, that was actually removed in the final version, which we'll talk about in a second, but that was my original idea, is that there was going to be acid pools. And that's actually in the original write-up of the monster. I also had a few other things, is that the monster actually has an exoskeleton of the crate called the crate shell. So when they're inside of the crate, they get partial cover, and the crate itself has an AC and hardness and hit points. So you have to kill the crate before you can even get to the monster. Again, horrible. Horrible for the PCs, because, man, they can't even get to this creature. Now, the creature is actually made easier, and it has less hit points than usual, just to balance out the crate and such. Think about it. So I have a monster that lives inside a crate that you can't find. If it does find you, it spits out gobs of acid that explode and can damage multiple people. You have to kill the crate, which actually has a really tough hardness. It has a hardness of uh, 10. So you have to get through the crate just to get to the creature and destroy that. The crate only has 22 hit points, but still, you got to get through that. And the creature can then, if it's ever in trouble, just go into the crate fully, where it has total cover. And it could also grab you and pull you inside of its crate and then mess you up while you're inside. 
And then final, the piece de resistance is that when the crate fiend dies, it explodes in a shower of acid that hits everyone. So, ta-da! There you go. That's the crate fiend. It's uh, hopefully going to be super memorable because it just does so many things. So, what ended up happening? I called that one explosive death. Uh, ooh, they kept it. Yes, explosive death. It's still there. So, it went through editing. I, I submitted it. And... It got changed. Um, that's the first thing that happens is that Chris Sims, the guy who wrote the modules, also one of the main uh, editors at Paizo and Starfinder, he went through and told me what he did. First of all, he brought it down from a CR9 to a CR3. Again, I have nothing to do with that, and you know, it's, it's designed that way. The other thing is that he took out the acid pool, and he felt that it was actually too much for the PCs to sort of contend with there's a lot going on if you're going to have pools of acid on the floor and this thing attacking there was already a lot going on with it so we felt it was too much if you guys ever want to run it quote the real way i give you permission is that whenever they attack or whenever it attacks you with an acid blast just keep the pool of acid on the floor and just have them do damage or do reflex saves to uh to take it but again he took that out and he sort of tightened it up a little. He sort of made it a little uh, a little tighter so that... Oh yeah, by the way, the word count was 500 words. And one of the things is I put in so much detail in the actual stat block. The stat block itself took up about 400, 450 words. So there's only about 50 words left for the description. So one of the things he did is actually brought that way down. So it came down to closer to about 300, 350 words. So then there was another other like 200 words for the description of the creature because that's something you really want to have you want to explain like how the creature and uh how they uh you know exist what their history is sort of add a little bit of backstory because without that it's just sort of a monster in stats the crate fiends history is that they actually have a different name the crate fiends are actually called tachycobs and they're like these bizarre creatures that live on an inhabitable world in the vast. And what they do is they find like rocks and other large items and they hollow them out with their acid and then use them as shells. And they accidentally got on some ships. They found cargo crates, which were perfect for them. They hollowed those out and then they sit inside them. And the nice thing is that, you know, people will literally just disappear. Like you'll have cargo workers checking out the cargo. One of these guys will grab the cargo worker, pull them into the crate, eat them, devour them, and they, they literally just disappear. So again, mentally, it's a very cool story that these things are horrors in the void that exist on starships. No one even knows if they're there, that they just eat you randomly. You know, there's a lot to it. The fight has a lot of cool elements. It can bite you. It can grab you. It can claw you. It can ask it blast you it has the crate for cover it can move with the crate by the way fine and on top of that when they die they explode so there's a whole bunch of things going on with this creature and finally the artwork which i have nothing to do with is fantastic when do you see the artwork these things look beautiful in fact they like them so much that for the alien archive section they made it the alien archive artwork that they have so there's actually two pictures of the crate fiend again i had nothing to do that but supposedly they say oh that's like the big honor if you ever get that at uh, uh when you work uh, with paizo is that if you get the actual artwork for the section so i really got to hand it to the artist because they did a great job the thing looks nasty as can be 
so yeah, that's kind of it. And then they uh, they published it. So that was it. You know, again, I was just trying to come up with some really memorable ideas, something that you can remember for quite some time that had a cool history and that would make a fun encounter. The other one I did, which I will explain, is called the Plague Ooze. That one is also pretty cool. Uh, it is a ooze that is super fast because most of these oozes are really slow. This thing is lightning fast. It infects you. You don't even know you're infected. And then slowly you turn into a plague ooze. So yeah, it's an ooze that's quick. If it touches you, it infects you. If you get infected, you can die and then you turn into a plague ooze. So basically, again, this idea of starships going around the void. They have like 10 people on board. They get one of these on board, it's sort of like the thing, and next thing you know is that when the starship shows up in port, it's completely inhabited by plagueuses and nothing else because everyone got converted. You know, a little bit of alien in there, a little bit of the thing in there. Again, if you're going to use inspiration, you might as well use the best. So finally, if you guys have any questions about, like, creating the monster or anything about it, feel free to hit me up on Discord. Again, I'm at discord.rollforcombat.com. I tell you anything about it. And definitely check out the actual Signal of Screams, which is out. You can actually see my monster in detail. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's also resistant to acid, of course. So, and it's funny, I was talking to Chris Sims at Gen Con, and I said, you know, for a CR3 creature, this thing is really tough. And uh, it just has a lot going on. I think it could really easily kill you. And you know what he said? I love it. He looked at me and he goes, well, if they die, they die. <laughs> I was like, yep, too bad. So just some general show notes. I usually read from a list, but I lost my list. So I'm going to do it from memory. So everyone, yes, new episodes every single Tuesday, every single Thursday. Look for Jason's Talking Combat column where he talks about, well, the show and everything that's going on from the PC point of view. Do subscribe to us on iTunes and Android. Come on, guys. Give us reviews. We had one review on iTunes last month. That's it. One review. Please, guys, come on. Go on there. Give us some reviews. I know there's thousands of listeners and only like 100 reviews. You guys got to go out there and give me some reviews, please. If you guys want to talk Pathfinder or Starfinder or anything Paizo related, do go to discord.rollforcombat.com and you can join our Discord channel where we got lots going on. Also, do check out our Twitter and Facebook and YouTube if you guys want to listen to us on YouTube instead. Also, do check out next week's episode. That's right, we will have the author on, and we are going to EOX. I know a lot of people who ran this and know what's going to happen. EOX is wacky and crazy, so do listen to that. It's going to be fun. And finally, I can't really talk about it, but do check out the show and keep listening, because in about a week or two, something is going to be happening. I can't tell you exactly what, but if you like Starfinder and you like Paizo... You are going to want to listen and hear what's coming up. I promise you that. Anyhow, with that, I'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms.
You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that chaotic greedy is not a real alignment.